have some kind of a role model inspiration, I need to truly believe in my heart that I can do it. And then nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to figure it out. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more. And by that, I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. Today Joe's interviewing Sigrun. Joe and Sigrun were introduced to each other by Dawn from show number 62, who does show notes of both of our podcasts. Joe has already been on Sigrun's show, and now it's Sigrun's turn to be on ours. Sigrun is a mastermind business coach helping online entrepreneurs create six to seven helping online entrepreneurs create six to seven figure lifestyle business. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Sigrun, creator of Zomba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs, TED speaker and host of The Sigrun Show, which I was actually on a few months ago. So welcome, Sigrun. This is our um, second attempt or almost our third attempt. We nearly didn't get to do today's either, did we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm glad to finally be here. And despite everything the universe has been throwing at it, we made it. Exactly, we did. So I'm very much looking forward to it. And I was just saying to you that I listen to your daily briefings on on Alexa. So uh, I have uh, I have your voice in my head every morning. <laughs> well, how nice is that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I do listen to your podcast as well. So uh, I do do uh, hear you all the time. So it's very lovely to be speaking directly to you once again. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's get started then by finding out a bit more about who you are, what you do, and where you do it. So uh, I go always back and say I'm from Iceland because maybe that explains a bit why I do what I do. (laughs) And it's the number one country for gender equality. It doesn't mean that we're so good. It just means everyone else is so bad. And growing up in this environment where it is quite normal that all women work and go back to work after having a baby. um, I experienced something when I was 16 years old. I was quite creative as a child. I would make my own clothes. And when I was 16, I already had been making some of my own clothes for four years. And I wanted to learn how to make patterns myself. And I visited the course. It was at the home of a dressmaker. And there were some women there. I think maybe in total we were eight. And this went over several weeks. And of course, there's a little break between our sessions where we sat down on the sofa in the living room of this dressmaker's home and they were chatting and I didn't have much to say. I was way, (laughs) way too young. You know, they were over 40. I was 16. (laughs) But one thing stood out for me and I will never forget it. And I still today, I've told this story so many times and it still has the same meaning for me. 
is that they hadn't made their dreams come true. And uh, they said, because we had children, because we got married, there were all kinds of reasons. And mm. I say excuses, because uh, what this meant to me, that I shouldn't have children. You know, I was 16 year old, so I was in the forming age of believing grownups and uh, deciding what I want to do with the rest of my life. And I thought, well, it's not good to have children. You can't have your dreams come true or or getting married or marrying possibly a person that is not gonna allow you to follow your dreams. I had all kinds of, I was basically angry at the society, not at these women, uh, but I was frustrated, angry because I had been brought up in the belief that I could do anything. Uh, nobody had said, you know, even if my parents were not an example of a perfect gender equal relationship, I felt I was brought up in the belief that I could do anything and there was no reason not to make my dreams come true. And now suddenly I was confronted with, let's say, the rest of society and, and uh, people thought differently. And if people are thinking or were thinking that way in Iceland, I thought, well, what is the rest of the world thinking that this is impossible <laughs> for women? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made a strong decision. I decided not to have children. Uh, I do not have children today, but I have two wonderful stepsons. So uh, ultimately, I would have changed my mind at some point about children. Uh, but one thing really what I took a decision on, a very, very firm decision, was I, I would always make my dreams come true. Hmm. That must have been quite a profound thing at that stage, but also so depressing. <laughs> Most 16 year olds aren't thinking so much about the future and you were already hearing about uh, the, the whole sort of potential negativity of it, but it turned it straight around into a plan. Yeah, I saw it in the end as a positive thing. I think when you have strong values and strong beliefs, nothing can stop you. Mm -hmm. I've had several decisions throughout my life where I've gone back knowing why I took that decision. It's because of this experience. I don't mm -hmm. see it as a negative thing today or, or even the uh, rest of my life. It was, it was a wake-up call, and maybe uh, I was just too young to have that wake-up call, so it formed me very strongly. Uh, but I took a positive action. Uh, in my mind, I took a positive action. I'm now married today. I have two wonderful stepsons. They are 13 and 14, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, mm. This was just meant to be. Uh, but I found my purpose so young. I knew that I needed to be a role model for women. I needed to make my dreams come true one after the other uh, and show other women who maybe don't believe it's possible that this is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. So tell us more about how you've turned that into what you do now um, and and where you are now. <laughs> are, you, are you in your home office? Are you where, where do you work from? <laughs> yes, I, I uh, well, I'll make a long story short what led to me actually finally starting my business. But basically, a few years ago, I got sick. Um, I was a CEO for 10 years. Uh, at the time I got sick, I'd moved to Switzerland with my Swiss husband. Um, and I got sick and I couldn't work for seven months. And that gives you a lot of time to think. I, my brain was very active. It was not a burnout. It was more like a physical pain. And so I couldn't work at a desk or be at a computer. And, and, uh, I also see it as positively. I'm a very positive person. If you haven't noticed by now. Uh, <laughs> so I had this, let's say a horrible experience of seven months, uh, only being able to lie on the sofa and go for daily walks and 
I thought about my life. Uh, I was, uh, this is like 2010, so I'm 40, uh, 41. And uh, I was thinking, do I want this? Like, is this, is this what I want? Isn't there more to life? What about, uh, you know, the business that I always wanted to start? The problem was I didn't have a business idea. Uh, I always thought that you need some product to sell, to have a business idea. I hadn't really, and this is funny because I ran a website agency for five years, uh, working with one of the biggest companies in Iceland. So I knew everything about online and I didn't see it myself. Like often you just, you think the grass is green on the other side and we have everything we need. We already know everything we need to know. It's not about knowing more things. And, but yeah, weirdly enough, I was obsessed with finding my business idea. I didn't see that uh, having four master's degrees, 10 years experience of running other people's businesses, that is kind of the great platform for being a business coach. No, no, I was just <laughs> looking for it everywhere else. And, um, but I started to work for a company where I could work from home. So I set up my home office and I fell in love with working from home. I'm a very social person, uh, extrovert, love to talk to people. And I still found total joy in working from home. It was probably the working hours and being able to just do whatever I want, whenever I want it. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to find a way. And it took me a while, but finally I got started January 2014. I started with a planning workshop and then I created a course uh, that helps people find their true passion and the right business idea. And that's pretty much was my own problem. And now I knew how to help others <laughs> fix that problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and this led me to in the fall of 2014, starting to one -on -one, working one on one first uh, six weeks and then three months and then it was six months. And I was I was pretty quickly fully booked because I did weekly webinars. So I attracted a lot of tension and built my list very fast. And I found it uh, quite easy to sell once I finally got the courage to sell. I think that's also a pivoting point for many women uh, in online business to finally start to ask for the sale. Mm. And this ultimately led to me fully being fully booked. And I realized this is also not the business that I want to have, that I'm so fully booked that I, I can't continue to do whatever I want whenever I want it. But I knew it is a long game. I was, I was, I was actually patient. So there's a part of me being very impatient moving forward, but a part of me is very patient of like, I see on the horizon where I want to go. And I was willing to uh, work, you know, and do my, let's pay my dues. Let's call it that uh, until I got there. So I worked, it was in uh, summer, 2015, I launched my first group program. And then in a matter of possibly a year, I completely replaced my income from one-on-one -on -one to groups. And I started to tell people that the one-on-one -on -one would stop. And six months later, I stopped it. Um, and then in 2017, I'm going very fast through this. Uh, mm -hmm. In January 2017, I had been doing groups for one and a half years. I had completely stopped one-on-one. -on -one, and I launched a signature program which I call Sigrun's Online MBA, uh, short uh, Samba, 12-month program uh, for female entrepreneurs to build their online business. Because what I figured out, it just takes time and 12 months is perfect. And anything shorter, uh, you cannot keep your promise of really, truly helping people build a profitable and sustainable online business. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what I'm doing today. I 
Samba is my uh, main program. All roads lead to Samba, you could say. Uh, if I do any kind of small workshops or webinars, that's where I talk about Samba. And from there, I have programs where people are already starting online business and they want uh, more accountability and support. And uh, I have Samba Momentum, which is a group coaching program. Uh, all my programs are 12 months. And then I have two types of mastermind groups, uh, Accelerator, Mastermind, and VIP. And it depends on what you're aiming for. My top level program, people in the, my highest program are aiming for seven figures businesses. So I make sure you're surrounded by like-minded people. And that's why I have several levels of mastermind groups. Mm -hmm. I love the, the comment you made about the sort of the, the long game, because I think um, often people give up too soon on the basis that uh, it's not where they want it to be quickly enough and that therefore, you know, they think it's not going to happen. But actually, it's not only that these things take time, it, they they take sort of time to percolate, don't they, to, to sort of for you to get clear. Like you said, you, you started with one-on-one -on -one, uh, work and then realised that that's not where you wanted to be in the future. And, you know, that that in itself built in some time to, to, to develop to where you are now, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just talked to a, a brand new client in a group coaching program and, and I, I noticed she was exactly in this position of being very impatient. Um, and I will have a, I will need to have a word with her on, on the impatient thing <laughs> uh, because uh, it, it leads to possibly giving up too soon and not willing to, to, to take and the learnings you need to have. So I know while I was doing all of this, there was a part of me being frustrated. I want to be really honest about that. It's not law. Oh yeah, I'm playing the long game. I know how to do it. No, there was a part of me frustrated watching other people. This is dangerous. The comparisonitis watching other people who had their signature online course. And I thought to myself, where is my signature online course? I didn't have one. I was working one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I was being fully booked. Uh, I was invited to podcasts. Like people were noticing me. But I felt like, huh, where's my online course? But the thing is, I also realized I didn't want to just copy what others are doing, which is a danger. If you do things too quickly, you just copy something else because you haven't had yeah. the experience and knowledge and the insight from your clients to create something on your own. And uh, I realized this as I saw lots of copies. Uh, there was a particular online course that I was a part of in 2013. And I saw so many people just copy it. And it made me sad. And I didn't want to be one of them. And I realized I needed time to figure out what my clients really need, what I want. And it took me a little bit longer than I thought it would take. Uh, but now I'm so glad because now we are, uh, Samba was created January 2017. Uh, and, you know, now we are going into the third year soon of this course, and I couldn't be happier that I didn't rush into creating an online course. Mm -hmm. So so what does that look like in terms of how you work? So you're sort of um, working hours, days and all that sort of thing. How, how does that um, work? Yeah, I, I want to talk first about how I how you should work. Because in the beginning, when I started one on one, I just asked people, when do you want your call to be? And I didn't realize that I was in the driver's seat and I was a boss and it was my business and I should control the calendar. No, no. I just asked my clients and my calendar looked like Swiss cheese. So <laughs> I didn't get anything done. And no, I was 
or if I wanted to write a newsletter or prepare for a webinar, I would have to do it in the evening because yeah. they were all over the place. And I was like, oh, okay, this needs to change. So once I started to sign up some new clients and, and others were finishing up, I decided on Mondays and Tuesdays. So Mondays and Tuesdays became my coaching days and I did them back to back. I, I, I don't know if everyone does it like that. I just realized that this is possible. Um, and I go into Mondays and Tuesdays very excited, full of energy, and I have meetings back to back. Mm -hmm. This enables me to, to free up some more time. It doesn't mean that my rest of the week is free. Uh, I'll talk about what I do the rest of the week. But I still today, Mondays and Tuesdays are my coaching days. Now I've actually cleared up Monday morning because I realized that I want to ease into the week. I want to be able to check some things, possibly write a newsletter, do a weekly office hour inside my Samba program, things like that. So Mondays are Monday mornings. Uh, I do not schedule anything any longer. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, rest of Monday and whole of Tuesday is coaching. This can be group coaching because I have the all these mastermind groups, and then I also have some one-on-one -on -one calls as a kind of a bonus to my VIP programs. But not I don't do individual one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore. We yeah. have completely kept this throughout, and it is it was so good once I realized this, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. that I could do this. Uh, and if I ever had a client, you know, I still was working one-on-one -on -one in the beginning. If I had a client that couldn't do those two days, yeah, there were possibly exceptions, but then it was Wednesday morning or, you know, so I, I didn't mess up my calendar again. I was always in control. So that was a really, really big shift and change for me. Mm. And then the rest of the week uh, on Wednesdays, when I was doing weekly webinars, I did weekly webinars uh, in the first two years of my online business, 2014 and 15. And, and, and I called them webinar days. And I also realized because uh, it's easy to waste time to just, you know, spend too much time on things. And um, I can easily do that. So I find it often better to have a slot. If I know that I have two hours to prepare a webinar, I will just use those two hours and that's it. And the webinar then starts. So there isn't, you know, I cannot spend then four hours or eight hours on it. So yeah. I was always, I was always teaching webinars on topics that I absolutely knew. For instance, I was teaching people how to do Facebook ads. I was running Facebook ads myself, so I could just go into the power editor and teach what I'm doing. So mm -hmm. I, I would plan my Wednesday in a way that in the morning it was open up to maybe write a blog post or a newsletter, or whatever. And the afternoon was reserved for webinars. And whatever time I had was the time that I could use to prepare it. Uh, I, I, in the beginning, I was doing a lot of how to's. Then I moved into strategy and mindset and started to use more slides. And it was the time was always enough. If I was yeah. covering a topic that where I felt the time wasn't enough, I knew that a week in advance. And then I would take some extra time somewhere else. Let's say I was, uh, I, I did, for instance, a webinar on scheduling tools. I had to test the scheduling tools, obviously, before I can talk about which one is best. So I knew I could not do that in two hours. So I would have more heads up for those types of webinars. But it, yeah. it really helps me to just limit that time for back then. When I do webinars now, they are very different. They are, you know, I have maybe five thousand six thousand people signed up then you prepare then you prepare for several days so that's just a difference between the how-to webinars that i was doing before and then thursdays i used to have some intro calls possibly some new client wanted to work with me so i would have like an open space in my calendar for new potential clients and i decided friday was going to be the day that's my creative day 
no meetings at all. Yeah. And and I pretty much kept that. So this is in the, let's say this is in 2015. I had created that structure. I was very happy with that structure. And uh, now it is Mondays and Tuesdays still our coaching days. Wednesdays are podcasting days. We are actually recording this on a, on a Wednesday, which is perfect. <laughs> Uh, so I am recording some interviews. You are recording as well. And Thursdays and Fridays are free. Because yeah. as I'm growing my business, there is more need of my time focusing on content creation. And there is less time possibly answering people's questions because I do have a team. I have a community manager. And people need me to create more videos, uh, to uh, prepare for podcast episodes, what, whatever it is. There's more of me needed there or content uh, for my courses. So I can't, I, I have to free up more of that time. Mm -hmm. I love the, 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 the way that you structured it, particularly the, what you said about the webinars, like giving yourself a time to prepare and deliver, um, which must have really helped it to, to make sure that they just happened. Um, really like that. So what about now, you've obviously got quite a structure to, to your work life how do you prioritize what you do between your work life and your sort of personal life or do you have um uh you know a finish time a hard finish time on the day do you only um work during the day and you don't ever do evenings weekends and that sort of stuff how does that all work uh i'm not so strict on that uh i i i i truly love what i do uh i retired my husband uh one and a half years ago uh, he works with me in the business and, mm -hmm. and this leads to us, of course, talk about business a lot also in the evening, but also with his help, I, you know, when I'm alone, <laughs> I just work, work, work. I, I love, you know, I could just hang on Facebook groups and, you know, it's, it's, it's truly my passion. Uh, but yeah, he helps me wind down. Uh, we go out for dinner maybe, or we cook together. So, and then I do not go back to the computer on there is some kind of an emergency. So yes, I do not necessarily work on evenings, um, mm -hmm. but I work maybe until seven or eight. Uh, mm -hmm. This is because I have clients. I'm based in Zurich or in Iceland, and I have clients in the United States, Los Angeles, for instance, and my days are then more towards the back. So mm -hmm. I might start later in the day. I start maybe at 10 and then I finish at eight. But th this is just Mondays and Tuesdays. So it's not the whole week. But Mondays and Tuesdays can be long days. Uh, I might be on a podcast of someone who is also in Los Angeles. And I just, I will open up a slot and, and do that. And I rather just finish the day. And then often on, the, on Monday, for instance, we would then prefer to go out for dinner than to start to cook so late. And then we have an easy evening and discuss, you know, whatever is coming up for the business. Uh, on weekends, uh, I have stepsons and they are with us every second weekend. Uh, they spend the so whole summer holiday with us. Uh, so I free up the time there and, and don't work on, especially those weekends. And then we go away a lot. I think that's it's one of the tricks that I play with myself. If I'm home, there could be, I could sneak to the computer and do some work. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, as the business has grown and also, you know, uh, finances are stable and we can totally afford it, uh, we go regularly away. Mm. And it is, it's, it really helps me uh, unwind. And uh, then I'm not so eager to go on the computer because uh, when I work on the laptop, uh, this, this pain that I experienced when I told you I'd been sick for seven months, that comes yeah. back to my shoulder. Yeah. And uh, so I don't do that. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think 
I feel it's balanced, uh, but I, I kind of I think it's difficult to see it when you are so passionate about your business. You see it's a balance, and someone else say, "Oh, I think you work a lot." But really, uh, this morning I woke up at ten. Uh, I had I we went out for lunch with the with my stepsons, and I started work at one. So it depends where you know people see me online a lot of time, but yeah. they don't know that I actually sleep in a lot. Uh, I work mm -hmm. maybe half a day. Uh, it, it's uh, yeah, it's no day is the same. Uh, yeah. And I really played by the ear. I listen to my body. Uh, if I feel that I am getting tired, or you know, suddenly feel like this tiredness coming over you, I, yeah. I would just go. I would just go take a nap. You know, I would look at my calendar and see that I have a two-hour slot, and I take a nap. And mm. that's the fantastic thing about a home office. I just do not. Uh, I don't have any rules on not working evenings or weekends. But I listen to my body and uh, I know when it is starting to, uh, you know, be too much. You feel it. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I wind down and I share it with my team and my husband. So I also to let them know how they can help me. And then they're also kind of, oh, what, 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 what can I do? And things like that. But mm -hmm. I'm also a, a, what do you call it? A little bit like a fisherman. Like I like, I like a lot of action for a short period of time, for instance, I'm going into launch right now and I know the next four weeks, actually the next uh, five weeks and then I have a life event. So it's next to six weeks. <laughs> I, so it's the next six weeks coming up, there would be a lot of things to do. Now, obviously in the, before the actual launch is, I can control my days. You know, I will be recording some interviews, da da da, and you know, I don't need to work in the evening, but I actually, I like this period of boom, 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 boom. And then, whew. so I'm already looking in the calendar and October, November, December, I will be traveling most of the time. I think I just, I will live in a suitcase and I am looking forward to it, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, it's, it's like uh, work hard, play hard type yeah. of thing. Yeah. I love the comment you made about um, going away. It's a trick you do to yourself because actually that's the sort of thing I do. I was uh, doing some work yesterday randomly whilst watching my daughter play netball and I was thinking, thinking, you know, I've got two hours where I can't do anything else than sit here. And actually, I'm getting some really deep work done that ordinarily I would probably put off, procrastinate around or whatever. But because I have no choice, <laughs> I'm yeah. now doing it. And, and it was reminding me that I do that quite often. I'll go to a coffee shop or I'll, I'll go and stay away somewhere because it just focuses me in a different way than when I'm in my own office. Yeah, I, I actually I, I find being on a plane because I've, I I go mm. four or five times a year to uh, Los Angeles, uh, yeah. and that plane uh, and I fly with an airline that doesn't have Wi-Fi, and uh, I'm kind and there's a part of me that wants a Wi-Fi because I don't like being disconnected, but the other part is so thankful. Um, I plan all my podcast episodes before I launch my podcast, hundred topics on one plane ride. Uh, on the last one where I was alone, I, I do a little bit, maybe less if someone is sitting with me. Yeah. I, I planned the whole year. So uh, I, I didn't have my laptop. I actually, actually had my phone and I had a notebook and I planned all calls for mastermind groups and everything for end of 2019. And then yeah. when I came to the hotel room, it just connected my phone to my Wi-Fi and it was synced up and <laughs> it felt amazing. Like working so far ahead you know knowing in july what your schedule is the whole next year i was like wow i'm really <laughs> a, a grown-up entrepreneur now 
<laughs> love it, love it. So what about getting stuff done? I mean, obviously, like we've just said, you sort of create these um, opportunities to, to, to batch some of the stuff that you do and, and so on. But on a sort of day-to-day -day basis, how do you get your tasks done? How do you know what you need to get done and how do you make sure that happens? Oh, this has changed hugely. Uh, it was so interesting, you know, when I uh, was working for someone, when I was employed, uh, I always felt super effective and get things done. And as I became an entrepreneur, uh, my squirrel brain took off a bit, you know. It is easy to get distracted with Facebook and, and things like that. So I have found that I need to have very few tasks on my plate to mm. get it done. So, for instance, today, uh, my calendar has podcast recordings. We're recording this podcast, obviously, three or four people. Anyway, so it's a little bit like Swiss cheese today, but that's when you open up your calendar and allow people to book anytime and at least Swiss cheese in between. But I have one task today. It is to record uh, a 10-minute video, and then if I manage it, which I'm hoping, uh, then 10 one-minute videos because it's all the same topic. Mm -hmm. And that's my only task today. So yes, I might ping people about something else. Uh, and then when I have a five minute slot, I go into my groups to make sure all comments are answered, uh, you know, in my higher end groups where uh, I do promise that I, I answer. But yeah, I cannot have multiple tasks. So I, I really try to outsource everything. Um, and my podcast process, for instance, I've really perfected that. And, and part is my squirrel brain. And I just, I need to focus on one thing and I otherwise too easily get distracted. So I don't really use a product management tool anymore. My team uses it. My team uses Asana, but I yep. don't go in there. Yeah, any longer. I hear a lot of entrepreneurs uh, that have, uh, you know, a growing team like myself go down this route that I don't go into Asana. The danger is <laughs> with my squirrel brain, I start to look at all the tasks that everybody has. And that's none of my business. And uh, I just focus on the task that I am. We have a team meeting once a week and I know what I need to get done today, tomorrow. And it's typically just one thing a day because I have possibly some commitments otherwise. And uh, I have then the team and we communicate over Slack. So for instance, the podcasting process, which I think is an example how you can be more productive, even if you're a squirrel like myself. Um, when people schedule, when I invite people to come on my show, I do that typically myself. I don't outsource that uh, because I want to interview people that I know or friends of mine have recommended that I should interview. Yeah. And I send them a scheduling link and when they fill out, it immediately asks them for the bio and pictures. So nobody needs to follow up and ask for those things afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, then uh, I use Sapier that grabs that information and puts it automatically into a Google Doc. And we have a Google Drive where every guest speaker on my show has their own doc, doc file, which is basically a copy of the information from the schedule once. And my team goes in there and grabs the bio and the picture and whatever. And there's no communication between us. There's there's not even a project in, in Asana called podcast because mm -hmm. this process works so well. At the yeah. same time, we have connected Zoom with Schedule Once. So Zoom automatically creates a link from Schedule Once. Nobody sent it manually out. It's automatic. And automatically a new Zoom link for every new guest. 
plus I have a, a Excel sheet that I type in all the upcoming episodes. So as I as I have ideas or I have a podcast guest podcast guest had been invited, I can even just note down invited or follow up or I note that down the date that it's been recorded. So the scheduling sheet, the team works in it, and I write down done when I've recorded my episode. My team uh, has a notification on Dropbox when. The, our episode folder gets changed, they get a notification. So I don't even need to tell them that I've just finished to record a podcast episode. Mm. So the whole thing, once once I've finished to record something, I know that the rest is smooth operation because everything's automated. And I, and I think uh, that's a part of where people say, oh, you get so much done. I'm like, well, I have automated everything that I see I can automate uh, yeah. with, with easy tools. Sapier is, is really easy too. like uh, anyone can learn how to use it. It's not expensive and it can work for almost anything. And mm -hmm. I feel that, uh, that really helps me. Yeah. Coming back to the question, I, I cannot have too many tasks because I'm a total squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny um as you say about um, zapier being uh, so flexible because i have a similar uh, automation process although not quite as sophisticated and you're just inspiring me as ever to go and uh, and review it again but um but it's funny because i use different tools to you but i do use zapier to to join them all together so uh, <laughs> and and you've reminded me that it's uh, it's through dawn our lovely show notes uh, person that uh, that we met in the first place so uh She's part yeah. of our process, isn't she? <laughs> exactly. She just told me. She just told me that uh, you know uh, we had. I had changed my mind about a title of an episode, and of course that messes up our process a little bit. But then I go into a Slack channel and says I've changed the name because when you have so much automation, uh, you're not talking necessarily back and forth about each episode. Um, no. Yeah. no, but it's good to have Slack. I see the team communicating there and. Uh, it, 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 it's great, you know, and it's, it is, you know, yes, I feel I'm productive, at least on the outside, it looks very much, but you know, I, I guess we're very hard on ourselves. Uh, I always feel I could do more. Um, yeah. and I am starting to realize that, Hey, just do one task, but you know, recording 10 videos in one day, that that sounds like huge effort for someone, but for me, I know what I'm saying. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I can get this done probably in two hours but I just need to find that two hour slot and then do it. And I have to do it today because we want to send it out to our list on Friday. So uh, I need that. I need deadlines. I need time pressure and uh, not have too many things on my plate. Yeah. Yeah. So you've talked a bit about tools and apps. Have you got any others that you, that you'd recommend? Evernote is my brain. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> everybody should be using Evernote. I sent everything to Evernote that is uh, that I need to remember. This could be uh, anything I jot down. Uh, when I brainstorm, we take pictures and I send them and file them in Evernote. I have a notebook. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I like to write in a notebook, even if I'm a very digital person uh, and I have a paperless business, I still have my notebook, but I take pictures and then I uh, put them together, put them into Evernote. Evernote uh, any kind of numbers I need to remember. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, Sapier is really life-saving. Uh, there are other tools similar to Sapier. There's Ift that is like a simple version of Sapier. Yeah. For instance, uh, I had forgotten I had this Ift thing that I would say Happy New Year automatically on Facebook. 
So this went, it's, it's been going on for years. So I'm always surprised, like, who posted this? Brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, I think I turned it off because it surprised me every year because I forgot about it. So if this also, does... Everyone thought that you were so sad that you were sitting there sending messages out. At, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an automation uh but it's it's really it's like the little brother of sapir if yeah. uh for for simple things free. it's free and yeah, it could yeah. for instance if you like a picture on Flickr, it can save it into evernote and things like that so it, it's really a great tool uh if people want to start to automate some things that they're like simple repetitive tasks sapir yeah. is a little bit yeah. more advanced it can uh you know when i for instance um uh, I use ClickFunnels for my landing page, and when people sign up for my webinar, Zoom doesn't have a beautiful landing pages, or mm -hmm. most webinar tools actually have pretty ugly landing pages. So we have our own landing page, and then we use Sapier, and then people are automatically registered for Zoom, and they can get a reminder for Zoom, or they're also automatically, of course, put into our email system, and they can get reminders there. But mm -hmm. uh, then we don't have to worry about, you know, moving them over, which I think actually is not even possible. Yeah. So yeah, so that's, Sapir is great for that. There is another tool. I would say that's a big brother of Sapir. Uh, that's Workado. And okay. I was in, I was introduced to that tool when I started to use Infusionsoft. And mm -hmm. I wanted the, uh, when people ordered something on Infusionsoft, bought something, I wanted automatically an invoice to be created in Xero, which is my accounting system. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, Sapir could do that. Now, Vercado is like a, a recipe. It can like, okay, new order, is it paid or not paid? Does the client exist or not exist? Like there's a lot of uh, things. So yes, yeah. if you know Sapir, you kind of get Vercado, but it, yeah, it's like the big brother. So having all these different tools is, is hugely, hugely makes me more productive. Um, yeah. And then uh, we use Receipt Bank for all our receipts. Oh, yeah, so yeah. That's yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> revolutionary uh you know you take a picture of your receipt goes into receipt bank once receipt bank knows your business a little bit better you categorize the things then uh and then we automatically connect it to zero um mm -hmm. and so that is great of course with automation you have from time to time to check that things are working so my husband who is now helping me in my business since he uh quit his job uh he goes in and and checks is there a double invoice or something you know automatic yeah. systems are not 100 percent reliable and instead of just being upset about it just assume that it will happen and yeah. check, it, check it from time to time mm -hmm. yeah lovely so moving on you talked about um having been ill and and knowing still that you need to manage your sort of work environment um with that and you talked about naps when you're feeling a bit tired how, how else do you look after yourself make sure that you're uh, healthy and and uh, resting when you should and that sort of thing relaxing and so on so um i was really good at uh, daily walks it was one of the things that actually helped me recover when i mm -hmm. was sick for seven months um, mm. and uh, there are periods where I do a little bit less. Now it's so hot. I just can't go out, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm waiting for the hot period to be over, but then I go back to my daily walks. I know that's not completely enough. I need to do something for my upper body. So when the fall hits, I start to do my upper body exercises. I play golf. Um, and I love that. I really love playing golf and, uh, I have done something. I just quit drinking Coca-Cola. And ooh. <laughs> ooh, <laughs> I was Coca-Cola addicted for 30 years. 
I drank it wow. every single day. I, I still kind of want it. Now it's it's super hot outside and I'm thinking, oh, Coca-Cola. Uh, but yeah, I'm drinking uh, sparkling water. I mm -hmm. drink loads of, loads of water. I don't know how many bottles I drink a day. I know I could just drink the tap water, but I guess I'm trying to get the, the, the you know, the... <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 fizzy, the fizzy part of Coca-Cola yeah. with water instead. So yeah. yeah, I am paying to attention, but I'm, my biggest thing is sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, if I yeah. am feeling like I'm getting sick or I'm feeling like ah, I need some extra energy, I make sure I sleep well. And I have no you know, problem with just sleeping in. Of course, I will not miss an appointment, but uh, I, I sometimes sleep in and... Uh, yeah. It, it helped me hugely. I, in the past four weeks, there were twice where I thought I was getting a cold or like, oh, I didn't feel well. And I just went early to bed. I slept in the next morning and it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. We forget how important sleep is, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Lovely. So um, what about learning and improving yourself? You, I know you um, have been in your own not in your own, in other people's mastermind groups, you talked about that um, being a bit of a catalyst for you before. And and uh, I guess some of your travel to the States is probably about that. So tell us more about how you learn and change and, and keep up to speed with, with your own development. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of masterminds, uh, not just because I run them myself, but because I've been a part of an uh, uh, amazing mastermind group in the United States. And uh, I am not really doing so much online courses. I, I I buy one or two or three a year to learn, but I, I I don't do them to do the whole course. I just take something specific out of it that I wanted to learn. But yeah, I am getting most of my learning insights and both personal development and, and business skills from being a part of a mastermind group. Uh, we interact uh, We interact a lot through Facebook group. When we're not meeting live, we meet live four times a year. And uh, that's really, that's where I get inspiration. I, I don't think I would be where I am today. It's not about the coach that, actually there's no one-on-one -on -one coaching in this particular mastermind group. It's not about the coach telling you what to do. It is me seeing what is possible. And then I'm very much self-motivated. If I just say, hey, I wanna achieve this goal, then I go and achieve it. But at first I need to believe. I need yeah. to see have some kind of a role model inspiration. I need to truly believe in my heart that I can do it. And then nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to figure it out. And then I'll just Google it or, you mm -hmm. know, hire some experts. So for instance, uh, I have been much better this year. Well, actually, I think I started beginning of last year. I hired a Facebook ad manager and I can run Facebook ads myself, but it's realizing and growing up as an entrepreneur and starting to invest in experts. And I'm not talking about just hire your team, you know, people like virtual assistant. I'm talking more being willing to pay something more for a true expert in their field. Now, the Facebook ad manager I hired wasn't a true expert, so she went away and hired someone else. But <laughs> I hired a copywriter uh, six months later who really knew how to write a six-figure copy. And yeah. she wrote the copy. And yes, I had to do the work and the course had to be right. And all those stars need to be aligned. But I had a six-figure launch. Um, we used that copy three times. And now we're going into another launch. And I've hired another copywriter, uh, which has, who is, she's done an amazing job. When I read her copy, I was crying. I was crying over how she had transformed my story, my program, 
into words that I couldn't, well, it, it was impossible. So I think a part of productivity and self-care is to see that you can't do it all on your own. Yeah. And the more I am willing to invest, and it's not a cost, it's an investment. The more I'm willing to invest into true experts and also grow my team at the same time. Uh, I just hired a YouTube star. <laughs> He's 17 years old. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let's see what he can come up with. Uh, yeah. But then I can take more and more care of myself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... What about if things don't go right? What about if you have one of those awful days where everything, not just the fact that our microphone goes wrong when we have our podcast together, <laughs> but <laughs> those big days where it all goes wrong, how do you deal with it? Uh, I am a very positive person. <laughs> I mentioned that probably yes. third time third time now on the call. So yeah, I, I was born with some level of optimism. I have no clue where it comes from. Uh, my mother is not so optimistic. My sister isn't either, but I have some, some gene, some DNA, that I'm generally, I look at the bright side. Of course, there might come in an email, somebody complaining or somebody with a personal attack or whatever. And of course, I'm human. It does affect me. Um, but I don't let it ruin, let's say, my day or my week. Uh, I, I I look for other positive things. Uh, but let's say, yeah, it's a crappy day. Or I would I would think my crappiest days is when I plan. Let's say today I'm planning to do these videos, but yeah. let's say I don't do them. I I will feel pretty crappy about that. I yeah. I guess I'm more frustrated about that than external influences or circumstances. Is when yeah. I have, uh, you know, decided to do something and then I've somehow wasted my time. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, if I have good reasons I couldn't do it, you know, let's say I was feeling sick and I took a nap, I actually am not hard on myself. Or uh, something took longer that I was doing with someone, that's not a problem. But if I decided to do something and I should have had the time and I don't do it, ah, I really, yeah, there's this frustration. And yeah. uh, uh, the lizard brain goes all havoc on me and says, yeah, that's typical you and blah, 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 procrastination, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So that, that, that's, that's worst days for me. And mm -hmm. uh, what do I do? I have to start the next day and just believe I can get it done. And uh, if I get it done on the next day, then all is good again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that bit about letting yourself down, isn't it? Because we yeah. probably don't let other people down very often because we just hit those deadlines. It's it's um it's ourselves, isn't it, that we uh, we yeah. let down at times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what about that day that you where you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more? And I talk about that being where you get to do the things you want to do rather than the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What what does that day look like for you? I when I did my first life event. Uh, last September, uh, and we have a live event coming also up in, what, five or six weeks now. Mm -hmm. It felt like a dream come true, and I, yes, it's work, that's a thing, but it felt truly like a dream come true. I've always, since I was six years old, had this vision that I would stand on stage in front of people. And uh, I have spoken on stage, I've, I've spoken in front of 300 people, but it wasn't my own event. And when yeah. it was my own event, I had 90 people. We had sold out. We we didn't even think we could fill a 300 people event, so we had a smaller place. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, "They're here because of me! Wow, 
that's that's so amazing and then i i know it's not just about me because i want to build a community and i say the event is not about what i tell you but what you experience with each other and all that but yeah. it was that i had created this from scratch it mm. did not exist and with me with my efforts over years of course building a online business and having enough people that would fly to zurich and attend a live event with me yeah. uh I'm just, tr I'm truly grateful. I'm truly mm -hmm. grateful. And, and uh, yeah, a part of me emotional and, and sometimes I cry happy tears um, mm -hmm. when that happens. And that 16 year old that you were who decided <laughs> what you were going to do would have been dead impressed. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Excellent. So we've come to the end of the the, uh, the show. It's um it's gone it's flown by. Um, thank you so much for all that you've shared. It's been so interesting to to hear how you how you become pre productive and how you look after yourself and and how you move things forwards and all that sort of thing. Tell uh, people more about how they can connect with you and how they can find out more about you. It's best to go to my website sigrun.com and uh there you're guided to whatever where you want to go i also have a seven part video series where i talk about different pivoting moments in my online business you will find that at signal.com forward slash seven stages lovely thank you so much thank you attention home-based coaches and consultants are you tired of feeling alone, isolated and frustrated with running your home-based coaching or consulting business? Are you sick of feeling like your life would be better and you'd be happier if you felt more organised and productive? Do you feel like there's simply not enough time in a day to get all the things done that you need to do to build a successful business while making time to live more? It's time to stop the isolation and start getting more organised, productive and focused on the skills that will move the needle forward. It's time to join the Power to Live More Calm membership. If you're ready to, stop creating the wheel and focus on the things that truly matter in your life and business. Learn what you need to know to be successful and live more. Get accountability help from a group of like-minded home-based business owners. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership program and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. Use your power to live more.